Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com National NFL Insider is standing by here on the huge show across Michigan. You ever see a weekend like that in the regular season? Not that I can remember. I mean, it was just a record number of games that, that were decided by 11 points or less. That's so why the NFL said that. First time ever that three comebacks of 17 points or more, and obviously the biggest comeback ever, the crazy Chandler Jones play. I, it's hard to quantify, but to me it has to be the craziest NFL weekend ever. I mean, it, a regular season anyway, when you just add up everything, it was just wild. Yeah, it begins with uh, Indy up 33 nothing, losing overtime 39-36. I think the two things that stick out to me, maybe three in a row, would be up 33 nothing, lose. Biggest comeback ever in the NFL. <laughs> then the end of the Patriots game, dumbest play call in the history of the game. I don't get it. Normally you call that play... Uh, if you're down a touchdown and you're out of time, right? Right, right. And I, I don't think it was called that way. I think that all of a sudden, I mean, you know, the, the call was probably questionable just having a draw play up the middle. Like, what are you going to get out of that, really? I think the players were just, I mean, as far as anybody has said anyway, it just started with, you know, Ramondre Stevenson lateraling, lateraling it back, trying to make something happen. And Jacoby Myers is kind of losing his mind and really trying to make something happen with a terrible, uh, uh, you know, lateral play there. But, you know, that that's the thing. We give... Bill Bel- at least I do, give Bill Belichick credit for always say, you know, we always say, you know, his teams are so mentally prepared. They never beat themselves. They never make the dumb play. Well, if you're going to give him credit for that, you got to give him credit for the Patriots having no situational awareness whatsoever, making one of the dumber plays in NFL history. Just shocking. I, I you know, I'm just going through, I, I couldn't believe it was happening. And I really can't remember another game ending like that. I, the, the closest comparisons, Leon Latin the snow. We remember that the Thanksgiving game where he just randomly ran into the field goal that was blocked and kept the game going. But then Dwayne Rudd taking off his helmet. You remember that when the Browns, I think it was Ravens were playing. We threw off his helmet and got a 15 yard penalty. Other than that, I mean, just one of the most inexplicable endings I've ever seen to a football game. And it's not like New England is a you know was a three and ten team. This was a team yeah. in control of a playoff spot in the AFC, or at least in the hunt there with the Chargers and Miami. Yeah, no question. I mean, it really could end up costing them a playoff spot. It's and just that that's what it is. It's just it's it's a terrible loss for them. It's a terrible play. It's a disaster. It's nothing, you know, they wanted to have happen obviously, but here it is. And it's just it is shocking. It, it was shocking and it's, you know, it it pretty much it doesn't ruin their playoff chances, but now they're in a spot where they might have to win out to to make the playoffs whereas they were in decent position before that. So just a devastating horrible play for them. Frank Schwab, Yahoo.com, National NFL columnist, insider, joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Hey, you look at Jacksonville, a team that was just waxed by Detroit, and then they go beat up on Tennessee at Tennessee. They go uh, get the uh, overtime pick six to win it uh, against the Cowboys, and you're looking at this team now. They're a game out. If you're in the South Division, AOC, NFC, you might get teams with a losing record that win the division. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we are uh, we're in that realm. Yeah, we're we're in that, that especially I mean, NFC, yeah, the, the South is not going to have a winning record. They're, they're, I think that's pretty much a wrap. The AFC South, I mean, I think Jacksonville wins that division. I mean, 
I didn't expect everything to play out like it did yesterday, but then it does, and you start doing the math, and you say, well, Jacksonville already beat Tennessee in Tennessee. The rematch is Week 18 in Jacksonville. Jacksonville game back, and they're playing much, much better football. I mean, the Tennessee, the wheels are just falling off. They're not doing anything really well now. So, yeah, I think Jacksonville gets it done. Now, whether they do that with nine wins or eight, I'm not sure, but a team that... They're playing well enough, that quarterback's playing well enough that even at 8-9, and nine, I don't think anybody wants to go to Jacksonville the wild card weekend. I can't imagine teams are... South, yeah, the NFC South, yeah, yeah. Who wouldn't want to go play the Buccaneers right now? They're terrible. But when you know, you're looking at how Trevor Lawrence is playing, how that young defense is making plays, how the, how the offense has really come around, I don't think any of those wild card teams are just what, like, wow, let's go to Jacksonville, get an easy win. I think it's... But they're like, wow, this is going to be a challenge. This is going to be a tough out because Doug Peterson has totally turned that team around this season from even from what they were early in the year. I think that they've really made a lot of improvements led by a quarterback who I think now we can all kind of assume, yeah, this guy's going to be a star. He he really played well yesterday, and, and hats off to Trevor Lawrence. He's you know He was inconsistent for a while, but now he's hit his stride, and I don't think there's any turning back. I think, I think we've seen Trevor Lawrence arrive, and I don't think he's going anywhere. That's why what the Lions did and scoring on every possession and outside of last one when they kneeled against the Jags in Detroit. Really, when I watched Jacksonville play, I'm like, you know, not that it validates the Lions, but you watch the Lions uh, win ugly against the Jets, but a win on the road in the NFL is a win. And there are the Lions at 7-7. and They're tied with Seattle for the eighth spot right now, and Seattle gets a tiebreaker because they beat them, but... Seahawks are at the Chiefs this weekend. Commanders losing last night was what the Lions wanted because the Commanders are at San Francisco. The Lions uh, at Carolina, five and nine team, still alive uh, for the AFC or NFC uh, South. And if the Lions win and Seahawks lose at KC and Commanders lose at San Francisco, which more than likely should happen, Lions control their playoff destiny. Yep, absolutely. And they're playing well. This is, I mean, there's, like we just talked about the difference between the NFC South and the AFC South. There's a difference between a team that you know is trying to sneak into a wild card playing well or one that's just hanging on. I think Seattle and Detroit are great examples of teams going in opposite directions, and the Lions are playing well. And I did think about that, you know, that Lions game last night, thinking, you know, the, the Jaguars game, and thinking, you know what, that really didn't say much about the Jaguars. It said more about the Lions than I knew at the time. That that afternoon, the Lions are just killing the Jaguars. I'm like, all right, the Jaguars are just this team that can't get it together, can't string together two, three good games in a row. But now you look back on it and you're like, the Jaguars have played well in just about every game over the past four or five weeks other than that game where they got blown out by the Lions. Well, it says something about where the Lions are right now. They're playing really, really well. I don't buy the Dan Campbell Coach of the Year stuff. I really don't because – you have to also account for the fact that they were 1-6 and six under his watch. I mean, you can't erase that and just say, wow, what a comeback for the Lions. Well, they were 1-6 and six for a reason. But even then, you know, as my colleague Charles Robinson pointed out last night on our podcast, we uh, he was going through a schedule, and every one of those losses, you look back, and it's like, okay, they lost to the Eagles and the Dolphins and whoever. I mean, the best teams in the NFL – even the one and six start wasn't as bad as we thought at the time. Now it's aging pretty well. I, I really like what they've done. I'm not going to take Dan Campbell coach of the year, but I think the Lions make the playoffs and what a successful season. I remember being on your show was six, seven weeks ago saying Dan Campbell might not survive this. He might get, if he goes three and 14, he might get, you know, shuttled out of there. Well, that's not happening anymore. I mean, just a, 
a complete uh, turnaround for the Lions. Good for them. It's a great story, and they're playing really, really good football right now. What about Tampa Bay uh, going in the opposite direction? Those three straight turnovers by Brady. Burrow and the Bengals just have that swagger that I love. It wouldn't surprise me if they win the AFC again. Uh, but Tampa Bay, uh, based on their schedule, still friendly. They still have a one-game lead. Uh, Atlanta somehow is still in the NFC South uh, championship picture, along with the Saints and the Panthers. Uh, what about Brady? Is he done? Is it personal issues? Is it age catching up? Is it just a bad offense? Because really, you can't blame anything around him. His three turnovers were just bad plays. Yeah, he's really not playing well. And I wonder, You just, I, I just looked this up. I mean, of their last nine games, they're three and six. But I think everybody remembers the last second touchdown against the Rams to win and the last second touchdown against the Saints to win. If they don't get those two wins, they're one and eight in their last nine games. I mean, this is a bad football team, really bad. I, we saw them get blown up by the Niners and... You know, the, the Bengals went on that 34 nothing run yesterday after falling behind. It's a bad football team. Brady's not playing well, which is fine. He's 45. He's, he's still the best 45-year-old quarterback ever, obviously. But I just think everything's falling apart for them. It just seems like a team that there's no good energy. There's no juice. They just seem like... They want to be done with the season. I mean, I know that's probably not true, but that's how the body language looks. Every time I watch a Buccaneers game, there's there's nothing, there's no excitement. There's just just slump shoulders and wanting kind of to get get out of get out of that game with another loss. I just it's just bad. I don't know what Brady does next year. I really don't. I mean, maybe he plays again. Maybe he plays San Francisco, the Jets. You know, whatever good situation there is out there, but. Man, I mean, based on how he's played lately, based on kind of his body language, he just doesn't look like a guy who's enjoying this season by any stretch of the imagination. Frank Schwab, you can follow the NFL coast to coast, yahoo.com, national uh, NFL columnist. Frank, appreciate the time. Enjoy the week and the holiday. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it.